What are we looking at in the legislature right now? Well, uh, we're from our standpoint as state employees, we're we're looking at a twenty three percent vacancy rate across state government. Thirty seven percent of state employees leave in the first twelve months of employment, and we've got a great budget. We've got a strong financial situation in North Carolina, so we thought that to try to solve this crisis, um, the legislature would give really meaningful raises this year. I mean, at least 5%. And we did not see that out of the Senate budget. We're, that's what we're going for in conference, however. Is that looking at post-inflation adjustment? Because inflation certainly more than 5 Oh, yeah. Infl- inflation's definitely more than 5 um, But what we're trying to do is get 5% this year. Five percent next year. Spread that over the biennium. Definitely, um, we've also asked for a five thousand dollar bonus for state employees. That would be a retention bonus. Try to keep these people who are leaving. Spread it out over the course of a year. Uh, the problem with the people leaving is not just customer service. It's not just you know public safety. Uh, literally, that's at risk. Um, it's the fact that the state, according to Deloitte is spending $500 million of taxpayer money a year on turnover. On, you know, not, when you don't keep people, you have to interview, you have to train. It's a perpetual cycle of losing money, and that's why we think it's a taxpayer issue. I've never even thought about that aspect. Yeah, when you're trying to find and hire people, it takes time, and time is money. Oh, yeah, it's very very expensive, and you get nothing for it. So just to put it in perspective, if there had been a 5% increase across the board for everybody in this year's budget, that would have cost $435 million. And again, we're burning $500 million bills every year just watching people walk out the door. And when you say everybody, and we're talking about state employees, are we talking about teachers as well, police officers as well as the... Uh, the we are. Yeah. So that's a wide number of people. It is. And that's... You know, as our organization is trying, we have members everywhere in every aspect of of state employment, and we're trying to represent them all. They're all important, and you know, again, there's particular jobs. Though people, the public has no idea that like newborn testing is delayed because we don't have enough people. DMV, we all know, you know, that's that's down, they're down 21% in terms of staff. So how in the world are they going to get us through the door quickly? But there's there's a lot of things people don't know. Commissioner Troxler and his staff do amazing work, but their standards division recently found that scanners in stores were charging people too much. That's the kind of stuff state employees do to help people every day. But it's not happening because we don't have enough people. What are some of the jobs that you all think are Pay, underpaid the most that really need attention. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's very clear that if you work in a prison with that kind of responsibility, with that kind of danger, and, uh, you know, literally your life is on the line. You, and by the way, people who work in a prison don't get law enforcement benefits, which is another crazy thing. But there are folks leaving the prison to go work at a Sonic down the street. There's nothing wrong with working at Sonic, but with Sonic offering some of the pay they are and other places and benefits, the fact that they can take a correctional officer from us so easily, there's something wrong with that because while it might be hard work at Sonic, it's not as dangerous 
as working in a prison day in, day out. That is shocking. That Because uh, the two very different, in terms of like stakes of your job, one certainly uh, higher risk than the other. Yeah, and you know, the other thing about working in a prison right now, our prisons have over 50% vacancy rate. Um, you know, like I said, 23% across the board for state government, but there's places like prisons where it's it's terribly bad. And in those situations, it doesn't matter how much vacation time you've accrued, you can't get off to take it. So that's got to be overworking people. Oh, without question. These are 12-hour shifts. Um, you know, folks are dead on their feet, but somebody's got to be there to protect the public. Somebody's got to be there as a probation parole officer. Somebody's got to be there in these HHS facilities, even though we're cutting, we're having to close off beds in our state-run hospitals. So we're looking at 5% pay increases to help in, uh, encourage people to take these state jobs. But is that enough to, to really fill all these gaps? I mean, 50% vacancy for at prisons, then a 21% vacancy at the DMV. I mean, that's a lot of people that need to be hired. Well, I think we will see, I think, With places like DMV, we would see some improvement. In fact, DMV, since January, I think they've filled 185 jobs, and they literally said uh, that it's because of greater compensation. So even though they still have 20 21% vacancy rate, they have made a concerted effort to get some higher pay to folks. We need to do this across the board. It won't fix the issue in our prisons. We've always had the issue in our prisons, just not this bad. But it would fix the general issue. Like I said, newborn testing, screening didn't happen on time. Autopsies are not happening in a timely manner. There are, you know, clean water. is. There's not enough state employees to get to the work. And God forbid we have a hurricane. I'm talking with Artis Watkins. She's the executive director of the State Employees Association in North Carolina. One other question that kind of pops into my mind, we've been talking about salary, but when I think of state or government jobs, I usually think they have really good benefits. That's kind of their thing. Have yeah. our benefits been dropping off, and that could be part of the reason? Yeah, they have. So that used to be the big sell. If You know you're going to make less than the private sector, and, and state employees accept that. Um, although that gap between private sector wages and public sector has been growing and growing. But the benefits kind of made up for it. Uh, There was health care when you retired, and that was a big thing. That got taken away two years ago, and we have definitely, we believe there's a definite connection because we've seen the, the, the difficulty in employing people get much worse since then. And that could hurt your ability to retain someone up until they retire because they've got that as a goal in mind. Well, that only affected people who came to work after January of 2021. Okay, so that's hurting future numbers for sure. Well, it's it's keeping us from bringing people in the door right now. And again, 37% of the people we bring in the door leave in the first year, and that's because we're not giving the kind of raises that would make them think it's there's any reason to stay around. Very interesting. Lots to lots to dive into there. Lots of uh, lots of decisions that need to be made in order to help encourage more people to take these jobs and fill these vacancies. Artis Watkins, executive director of the State Employees Association of North Carolina. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me.